This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're listening to a clip from our full Tipping Point show. To get the full show and other end times content from great teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a member of endtimes.com for $7 a month. Become a member at endtimes.com for articles, videos, full episodes, and more. The things that are happening, the war in Ukraine, uh, Iran and Israel, all these things, China and Taiwan, there are very ominous things going on right now around the world. And Jesus said that one of the, one of the end time signs that would tell us that we were in the end is global fear. This is Luke 21. And Jesus said there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Well, you can check every box that Jesus just said there. I mean, the, the world is in distress with perplexity. The word perplexity there means there's just no answers. There, there's no answers for what's going on. And so people are perplexed. Governments are perplexed. And people are literally dying. Millions of people are dying from fear and stress and suicide and stress-related illnesses and mental illness. I mean, mental illness is just an epidemic like never before in America because of COVID, because of just everything else that's happening. And so many believers, I know of many believers that are overcome by fear in the days that we're living in, just like Jesus said that they would. Well, it's one thing for unbelievers to feel that kind of fear. Believers shouldn't feel that kind of fear. The number one commandment in the Bible, the most common commandment in the Bible is don't fear. And so God doesn't want us to live in fear. He wants us to live in peace. So let me talk about overcoming fear. If, if you deal with fear, and we all deal with fear. I mean, we, we can act like we don't, but we do. Fear is a reality, but we can overcome it and we can live in God's peace. And so on his way to the cross this week, is Good Friday is coming up and then Easter Sunday, and we remember that Jesus died for our sins and Jesus died to defeat death and hell and to defeat Satan, and he did. And one of the things that Jesus defeated was fear. But on his way to the cross, Jesus experienced more fear than any human being has ever experienced. And so here's, here's a scripture, uh, and this is Luke chapter 22, and this, is, this talks about the Jesus experience in the Garden of Gethsemane before he went to the cross. Luke 22, beginning in verse 39, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed and as his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw. And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him and being in agony. I want you to remember that phrase, being in agony. He prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling to the ground. When he rose up from prayer and had come to his disciples, he found them sleeping from sorrow. Then he said to them, why do you sleep? Rise and pray, lest you enter into temptation. 
Well, so this is, this is Luke that's writing this, and I just want to remind you, Luke was not one of the 12 apostles. Luke was a doctor, and he was uh, a traveling companion of the Apostle Paul, and he gives us a very special view of what actually happened in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says Jesus was in great agony. Well, that's the Greek word agonia. It means great fear, and let me read you. This is Strong's Concordance definition, and Strong's Concordance is where Bible words are defined. The original language is defined. Let me read you this definition. It is used to refer to the trembling excitement and anxiety produced by fear or tension before a wrestling match or a fight. In the New Testament, it is used denoting not the fear which draws back and flees, but the fear which trembles in the face of the issue yet continues on to the end. So this, this is the fear now of facing a great, great opponent like a wrestling match or a fight or a war and you're not going to run, you're going to fight, but you feel this incredible dread and fear come over you. And then here's what Dr. Luke says. It says he was sweating great drops like blood. Well, that's a medical condition known as hematohydrosis. And again, Luke being a doctor, he would know that. Now, hematohydrosis is when a person is in such great agony that their blood vessels constrict and then rupture into their sweat glands, and they literally begin to, their sweat has blood in it. So what Luke was saying there was exactly describing the agony that Jesus faced in the Garden of Gethsemane before he died for us. And we know he was in agony because he prayed three times, Father, take this cup from me. If there's any way that I can avoid this, I don't want to do this. So, but this is, by the way, the only place in the Bible that we're told that Jesus feared like this. And one of the questions is, why? Why did Jesus fear so intensely in the Garden of Gethsemane. And why did God allow that? Well, let me give you several answers for that. The first is identification as a fellow human. Jesus was the Son of Man. Jesus was fully human. He's fully God, but he's fully human. And this is what Hebrews 4 says. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. And so Jesus is our high priest. And this is saying, we don't have a high priest who can't sympathize with us. But he was in every way tempted as we are without sin. In other words, Jesus experienced fear and wanted to run, just like all of us do. When we're afraid of something, we want to avoid it. Well, Jesus had that same temptation, but he, but he faced his fear. But when we come to Jesus, it's a throne of grace. And that's the beautiful thing about what the devil wants you to believe is that you really can't come to God until you get your act together. But the truth is, we can't, we can't get our act together until we come to God. When we need God the most, we deserve Him the least. That's why it has to be by grace. We're dirty. We're messed up. We've got issues. And the only way we're going to overcome is to get into God's presence and be able to, to come to Him. And by the way, where it says 
that we can come boldly before the throne of grace. The word boldly means frank speech. It means we don't have to be religious. We don't have to beat around the bush. We can come to God respectfully, but ex just totally honestly, just like you would if you had a perfect earthly father, that you could talk to him about anything. So this is Psalm 103, because your concept of God is everything in your relationship with God. If you believe that God's mad at you, if, if you believe that God is rejecting you and, and tired of you, whatever, if you believe that God is legalistic and you're not performing to his standards, you're not going to run to a God like that. This is what Psalm 103 says. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are just us. This, this is such, such a beautiful scripture. And this is the opposite of what I believed when I first became a Christian. I didn't think that God was patient and kind and gracious and merciful and looked at me with pity like a father pities a child. I, I, I just thought God was tired of me because I had so many problems and you know sins that I had not overcome. And so today my concept of God is exactly what Psalm 103 says. On my worst day, he's my best friend. And when everyone else has deserted me, God will not. He's always for me, he's always with me. Thank you for listening to this clip from our full Tipping Point show. To get the full show and other end times content from great teachers like Greg Laurie, Dr. Mark Hitchcock, and myself, join us as a member of endtimes.com for $7 a month. Become a member at endtimes.com for articles, videos, full episodes, and more.